Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. You know, in the year 1990, the average age of a pastor was 41. Today, that average age is 55. Now, although there are several reasons that you could identify for the cause of this, it's my belief that one of the main reasons for this shift is that we've lost our intentionality in leadership development. Too often, we forget that one of the big responsibilities we have as pastors given to us from Ephesians chapter 4 is to equip the saints for the work of service. It begs the question, where are our Timothys? our young potential leaders that we're training to be the next generation of pastors. Well, I can think of no one that can speak to this topic of leadership development better than today's guest. Jesse Padilla is pastor of Iglesia Emanuel in Waukegan, Illinois, and is also the founder and leader of the Hispanic leadership training ministry entitled Ignite. Jesse has raised up dozens of young men and women who are now leaders, pastors, and church planters in the Chicago area, as well as around the country. And Jesse's also passionate for missions, and he has led many teams on trips to Mexico and other Central and South American countries. For me, best of all, I consider Jesse a friend, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful to have him on the show today. So Jesse, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Welcome, man. Thank you, Brian, and thank you for this opportunity, and I pray and hope, you know, that what we're going to share today is going to help someone. I, I have that same prayer, buddy. Thanks so much. Hey, I always like to ask this first question out of the gate, and I know when I ask this question, you could go on for hours. I've heard so much of your story, and it is a fascinating story of God's redemptive work in your life, uh, but give me the two-minute, <laughs> the two-minute Jesse Padilla story. All right, I will, I will give it a try. Uh, Jesse Padilla is, is a young man that came from Mexico seeking for the American dream. And less than a year in, in the United States, my dream became a nightmare. I was addicted to cocaine. And for seven years, I was just dying in there. And to Christ saved me at age of 25. Wow. Since then, you know, God has been good to me. And I had the privilege to be married to my only beautiful wife, happily married, Lulu. Uh, yeah. for, for more than 28 years. And I'm the father of Josh and Luis, which they are my friends. They're my joy. They're, they're so fun. Yeah. And I've been pastoring Iglesia for 23 years. Wow. Good. That's great. So that's me. That is, that's great. And again, man, I, I'll, I'll say it again at the end, uh, you know, for people to be able to contact you if they'd like, but if you want to hear an amazing story of God's redemptive work, it's, it's hearing Jesse's story. And so it's such a, such a, a, a yay God story. But hey, we're, we're here today to talk about this issue of leadership development. And, you know, there are certain words in the Christian vernacular in the church world that get way overused. And, and we get to the point where we don't even know what it means anymore. And, and I think one of those terms is leadership development. Uh, you know, how would you, Jesse, as you think about that term leadership development, how would you specifically define it in a church setting? I think we need to look, you, you know, long-term ministry, you know, at the end of the day, we all going to retire. We all going to leave. What are we going to leave behind? Mm. You know, if we only focus on programs or in events or just fulfilling a calendar, uh, 
the church is going to be left behind with uh, not healthy stuff. Mm. And uh, we see many churches after, you know, one generation of healthy leadership uh, or at least good leadership, uh, they begin to die. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the reason is because we didn't emphasize enough on being intentional on the importance of leadership. Yeah. So how I define this, I think every pastor, every leader, first responsibility is to build others to become leaders to the best of their ability. And we need to make that look real as a culture. It has to, it has to be reflected in our budget and our calendar. I think we are called to help, but our first responsibility is to build and raise new leaders so they can stay behind uh, ministering to others. Wow. I, you said an incredibly important thing there and, uh, and maybe one that people might bristle at a little bit. And that is that, that your number one responsibility <laughs> is yes. to build leaders. And, uh, and, and I, I say amen to that. Obviously we are to bring the word of God. We're to be people of prayer, but from a ministry perspective, the number one job I agree is, is to build leaders. And uh, in Ephesians four, I said it in the intro of this podcast clearly tells us <laughs> that, uh, that our job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And, and, and so clearly leadership development is a radically important part of that. But I think sometimes we get caught because leadership development takes time. <laughs> leadership development takes a huge investment. Leadership development is risky. And, and sometimes we unconsciously even think, oh my goodness, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. It's too much work. Oh, I don't have enough time. Jesse, help us. How do we think differently as pastors from, from being in that trap? I think, you know, for some of us, it's, it's going to take a while. Most of us learn this late and some people never get it. Uh, when we, when we look at Christ, you know, he called fishers of, uh, yes, fishermen. And he tell them, I will make you fishers of men. And for me, that is Christ was calling Peter and the rest of the disciples to become shepherds, hmm. to become leaders from day one. Hmm. So if he, if he had that approach and give three years to this 12, <laughs> you know, who are we to have a different formula yeah, and a different plan to try to fix quicker and, and more better than what Christ did. You, you know, it, it's interesting. I think I've said this before on a podcast, but you know, Jesus gave three years to 12 guys. And, and, and he, and he only, three. that's right. And, and he did, he did his major work with the three and, uh, and, and they were dumber than a box of rocks. I like to say, uh, they, they, they were messing up all the time. And, and even in the 12, one of them was Judas. And, and so leadership development is not an always success story, even for Jesus, it wasn't in that sense, but it was an investment that he said is critical for this thing I'm doing on this earth to move forward. And like you say, why should we think any different? Um, so like everything else in, in church, we sometimes think, yeah, that's why we hire the pastor. Pastors are hired to do leadership development. Is it just the role of the pastor, Jesse, or is it for more than just the pastor? Who, whose responsibility is it to build leaders? I think it begins with a pastor, but the pastor needs to create a team that believes the same thing 
and we need to work together in the same direction. So it's not just the pastor, but the pastor needs to lead others in the other direction. Yeah. There, there you go. It, it, so he, he's got a, uh, he's clearly got to lead the way. He's got to set the example. If it's not important to him, it's not going to be important to anybody else. If he doesn't believe that, he's going to have a calendar and a budget that is going to go in a different direction. That's right. That's right. Um, your board members, uh, I, I, this wasn't a question I asked you, so I'm putting you on the spot, but your board members, your leadership, are they required to be leading others as well? So in other words, um, I always say all of us as leaders should have someone in our life that we are reproducing ourselves in from a leadership perspective. Who are our apprentices? Who are, do, you, do you have that level of expectation? Well, this is the deal. We never ask someone to become a candidate, a candidate not a board member, a candidate that is going to go for a, a year, a, a one year process. We never ask anybody that is not involved. Ah, there you go. So yeah. it's not about, we're going to request that every leader, uh, every leader's requirement is, is going to have a ministry. No, they got to be a ministry before they're recognized or even considered to be part of our deacons or our board yeah. meetings. That's great. Team. Well, that that um, that leads to the next question then, and and that is how do you at Iglesia Emanuel focus on leadership development? It, it, and and you know, there's this there's obviously the the church piece of it, but then it goes beyond that with Ignite and some of the other leadership development things that you do. Um, so how, how does uh, how does your church do that? How how do you how do you work that well, through, out? Through the years, through the years, you learn some stuff. You know, I, I learned that. Um, the problem and the answer is leadership. Mm. And, you know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a church, and if you like what you see, you have to credit the, the leadership there. Mm. But if you hate it, if you don't like it, if you see that dysfunctional, well, you also need to credit that to the leadership. Mm. So the answer, you know, is leadership. So for everything that we're going to face, it's better to face it with healthy trustworthy leaders it doesn't matter what you're going to face you know but if you face it with dysfunctional people it's going to be a mess hmm. so from there you know if i learn that then i got to give my time and i got to bring people with me to believe in this culture and we need to make sure that we doing it so every three months i i'm i'm, I'm leading three people and we check on three areas, uh, their communion with God, you know, devotional time, whatever you want to call it Their, you know, how do they fellowship with the church? How do they do uh, community? Uh, are they connected with other believers, not just coming on Sunday? And then their commission, are they testifying, giving testimony? Do they have credibility, of, you know, outside the church? Hmm. Those are the three areas that uh, we hold accountable, the three people that, that we lead in. At the end of the three months, you know, we sit down and we ask, you know, are you ready to move forward and multiply yourself? Because now it's time for you to go get three people. Hmm. Or you still need three months with me, you know, so I can teach you and, 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 and make sure that you understand the, how you're going to do it. So hmm. every three months, I got three different people. Some people stay with me with six months for six months. Hmm. Wow. wow. And every key, leader, every key leader in our church uh, they have to do the same. Wow. 
that's that's so good that's so good and that's and it's intentional right it's you, you, it's, you didn't just happen on it you have to be intentional and i train i train uh for eight weeks you know a new generation a new generation of people that are going to go and do the same for nine months wow. so i don't i don't do a lot of other stuff um I, I focus on small groups. I don't believe that leadership necessarily happens in a big conference or everybody reading the same book. Everybody needs God, needs support, a process, and they need people that they trust so they can be developed the right way. Share a story or two. Uh, you've, got a, you've got a million of them, but share a story or two of, of how... Uh, leadership development has changed the trajectory of someone's life in your church. Uh, as they've gone on this journey with you, you know, someone or some ones who, who, man, they were going this way. And when they got a whiff of what God's plan was for them through this training that you did with them, that just changed everything for them. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a night story. Uh, and there's many stories there. You know, some people said, Ignite, save my marriage. Other people said, Ignite, confirm my call. And, um, and I know those people before they went to Ignite, and I know them after they've been to Ignite. They were, they were already in the process, but Ignite was so intentional, you know, direct. Because there's only 12 couples that go through it for more than a year and a half. And so it's a lot of coaching. And a lot of accountability and consistency on the topic of, you know, God wants you for something greater. And, you know, it's in, in that process, you need to, you need to be, uh, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to, you know, really look into your marriage if you're married and you need to look into your call. And, and your call is, is, is not something that you leave for tomorrow. Uh, you must answer that however you want to. And I think a lot of people that don't have a system like that, uh, they keep wondering, you know, if they're in the right church, if they're in the right place, if they're right, in the, if they're doing the right thing. So I've seen people that after Ignite, uh, they come back and they, they're, they're not ready, but they're willing to, re, to, uh, to respond their call and they become church planters. They, they grab into ministry like never before. Because they had a process, a group of people in God's grace. And, and through that period of time, they were ever able to, it, it was not just the beginning. I'm not going to credit everything to Ignite, but Ignite is a tool that helped us to discover, to encourage, you know, and to push some of those people that God called, called them to our churches. And, and they're there waiting for something. Mm. And, uh, and the church many times do not offer anything, any process of how you become a leader. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying everybody becomes a church planter, but they're better husbands. You know, yeah. they're better Sunday school teachers. They're better worship leaders because that piece of, you know, how you process someone to understand the responsibility of as a leader. That's so good. I, I remember I, I had at the church I served before I came to Convergent in America, I I, I got passionate about leadership development and I, I decided I had my head on a swivel all the time. 
Uh, in other words, I wanted to see who God might lead me to, to say, I want to invest in that person's life to, uh, because I see leadership potential in them. And so I just began, uh, it wasn't a big plan. I didn't have a big strategy. I just asked four guys, four young guys in their twenties and thirties. I said, would you guys be willing to spend a year with me? And, uh, and, and I thought, well, let's, let's deal with the book of Romans. Let's deal with some doctrine. Let's deal with some spiritual giftedness. I said, you know, I see you as a potential leader, um, but you're a leader in your home. You're a leader in your workplace. Um, and I see you as a leader here in the church. And uh, I, I started to do that. And after four or five years of that, um, I, I had developed uh, 15 to 20 guys that that were were understanding who they were as leaders in the church and, and again in their homes as well some of them just kept meeting after we were done but one of the coolest things for me um, is that when I left the church after 10 years half the elder board was made up of guys that had gone through my mentorship piece and uh and, and I don't think some of them would have had that not taken place and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back I'm simply saying taking the time to invest in their lives made a difference in the life of our church and I would say in their lives as well um and so you know you can do a program like ignite and and have a you know that have a, a more formalized way to bring people through this thing and you can do a program like I did, which is I just tried to figure something out and I just wanted to come around these, these guys. Uh, so it, it, within all of that is my question. And that is what's a step, even a baby step that our churches could take to do leadership development better. What, what would you tell a pastor who's saying, I know I've not done a good job of this. What's one thing I can do to improve that? Well, if you feel like you need help, you know, I believe I got better when other people invest in me hmm. and I'm the result of many others, people who give their time, their love, you know, and, and advice and experience, just someone like me. Hmm. And uh, now I see that you don't have to have a program like Ignite. You don't have to have like uh, 20 people going through a program. Uh, this is what I do. I'm looking for someone who shows interest. Mm -hmm. And we go out and have coffee. And then I look for someone that they might not show in interest, but I sense potential. Yeah. And then I grab a new guy. I, I'm just looking for the guy that just got through the door. Yep. He's going to surprise me, you know, and yep. I'm just going to, I'm going to invite him to do life with me for three months. Yeah. And then, you know, you discover things about yourself and you discover things about them because you walk with them. Yeah. And I believe Christ shows that. I believe Paul shows that, you know, he's in jail writing his last letter. And what he writes about, who do he writes to? He writes to Timothy. And the yeah. second letter is chapter two. He says, hey, I'm not going to send you a letter to teach you how to preach a sermon, but how to develop leaders. Hmm. The same thing you saw me doing it, you go and find those trustworthy people that are teachable and do it so they can do it to others. 
That's good. It, we, we, we do, we, we have to find people. We have to be intentional. That word keeps coming up in this podcast today. And, and, you know, I, I heard this quote, you know, the hurting will find you. You have to go find leaders. You, you have to go get them. Um, um, and, and so. Can I say something? One of the yes, mistakes please. I believe that I made in the past is that I was looking for people that it was already halfway. Yes. Uh, in, my, in, in my understanding, I didn't want to work with someone that was a lot of work. And that yeah. was a mistake. It was a mistake because, you know, when someone comes through the door and they have all these credentials and experience, and I'm not denying the opportunity for anybody, but it's going to be really hard to help that person to believe in your culture, to believe in your mission and your, you know, uh, and, and, uh, and you just sit and let me, let me put it this way. And the way you believe life happens hmm. because they already have ideas, yeah. you know, they already experience and they don't want to, they're going to, they're going to look for, for someone that looks like them, that, that, um, that they already have the credentials. They're going to begin to speak language that has to do more with the secular world than hmm. when, with the church. And the life coming through, you know, from the Bible. And the best leaders are servant leaders. Uh, that you know, and part and, of and it the, is teaching and, them to. And, and, and the best ones are the ones that come to love God. They love the church because this is the first family they know, and yeah. and they love the mission because it was through the mission that they were that they that they found God. So when you find someone, and I have another, you know, I, I just, I'm 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 discipling a, a guy who's only 25 years old. And um, I met him when he was 10 years old. Hmm. Hmm. He gives me the best hugs. That's awesome. And That's awesome. I, remember the day, I remember the day that we met. Hmm. Uh, he was 10 years old. And I went to Mexico and we gave soccer, soccer ball, soccer uniform, soccer shoes. Uh, and in Mexico, kids are born with a soccer ball in their heart. So they play soccer like nothing, nothing else in their lives. And uh, him and his two friends came to me and, and they said, can we talk to you? And, and there was a day before I come back to the United States and they said, can we exchange our soccer ball, our soccer shoes and our soccer uniform for a blanket? Hmm, wow. Because my house is built of cardboard. It broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. I got a team together and I said, I need all your money. Just leave money for here, from here to the airport. Everything else, please give it to me. We, we're going to go buy blankets today. And he's in the church right now. He plays the bass. And I, I meet with him once a week because he wants to become a missionary. There's a story. That's a great closing story right there. Um, invest, guys. Invest, ladies. Invest in your Timothy and invest in that person who, who might not even see it in themselves, but uh, that, that, that the Holy spirit has given you as the leader uh, an insight to say, go and start. And by the way, it's not always going to work out. Uh, if you do leadership development, there's going to be stories of, of people who flake out, who burn out, who flame out. Uh, and, and that's just reality. Don't let that stop you. That's not a waste. That's not a waste. That's right. That make us better, Brian. Yep. Those lessons are necessary. 
we could uh, talk for a long time on this subject and, and we'll do it again at another time. But I know there's going to be someone listening to this podcast to say, I would love to pick Jesse Padilla's brain. And uh, just, I've got some questions about how I can do this better, uh, how he can help me. So if, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way uh, that they could do that? I'm, a, I'm still a phone guy. Yeah, uh, great. I still, I still receive calls and I like to call people. Uh, yes. 847-334-3277. Or you can email me, uh, padillajesse1 at uh, gmail.com. And it's Padilla, P-A-D-I-L-L-A, and it's Jesse, J-E-S-S-Y. And uh, Jesse, I'm so, and one, don't forget the one. I'm so grateful for you being on this podcast today. Hey, I always ask our guests if if they could close us in a word of prayer, a blessing for our pastors. Uh, Would you be willing to, to close us in prayer? Amen. Father, thank you for this, for this moment. And thank you for Brian. Thank you for, for his heart, for caring for others. Uh, and I think this, this should be the, the norm, you know, mm-hmm. where we all care for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end, if we really want to be better, uh, we need to recognize how much we need each other. Mm-hmm. I pray for those that uh, they feel disconnected. And I pray that they find a way to come back and, and be part of a group of pastors. I pray for those pastors that they feel tired. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that you give them the attitude to begin again. I pray for those pastors that they have a vision and they understand it, but they, they're, over, they're overwhelmed with many things. I pray that they clear their schedule uh, to spend more time with new candidates, with new young people, uh, so they can really, you know, leave a legacy beyond our, our stories and beyond our time. Bless whoever's going to listen to this, Lord, encourage them and uh, ensure them that you call them not to be alone, not to walk, walk by, by themselves, but to walk with you and others. I pray that we all should do that and, and uh, become better and, and, and leave, a, leave a clear understanding to others how much we need you and how much we need each other. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thanks so much, Jesse. And I want to thank you all uh, for joining us, for listening to the podcast. I, I want to encourage you, uh, as, I, as I have shared all season, uh, to encourage you to share stories of increased gospel health in your church. We would love to hear those stories. And so if you want to share those with us, uh, please do at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, at convergementamerica.org, or you can also share those on our Facebook page at the Advanced Podcast. And lastly, I want to make sure you share this podcast with your friends and don't forget to check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advanced Podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, visit our website, convergementamerica.org.